Good evening. Ryan and Sarah, hi. Hey. Hi. Uh, it's time to do the final episode. For now. For now. <laughs> of, of, well, yeah, I guess never say never, but. If they come out with any additional Majora's Mask news, we'll be back to talk about it. Majora's Mask DLC. Yeah. The inevitable Majora's Mask remake. Or just the sequel that I, they've been hinting that they're working on, a second Majora's Mask game. Fingers crossed. But before we talk about all that, it's time to do the last episode of this show, where we talk about the last thing, in my opinion, the final boss of the game. And it's called the Anju and Cafe side quest. Yeah, we've been hoodwinking you listeners this whole time. We actually do know that this is in the game. We've been we've been having a, a fun laugh to ourselves about the fact that we're like, we'll just put that off to the very end. Sorry to wink your hoods. <laughs> Take your hoods in to be de-winked because we're finally getting to it. So this side quest is infamously convoluted and difficult to puzzle out. And um, I believe that everybody who has played this game has um, completed this side quest with the help of a guide. But I also believe that it was the intention of the designers that this be a mystery that you can solve on your own, you know, without <laughs> looking up the solution. And so I make I, I think it makes a very interesting case study in like putting actually solvable mysteries in video games because you know there's a lot of video games that have the player solve mysteries and frequently they have to solve it for you or they have to um you know gamify it in a way that doesn't really allow for the player to make in like detective insights. Um, but I think that Majora's Mask, maybe because it was breaking new ground in presenting a detective story in an interactive medium, um, does it in a very cool way and maybe not an entirely successful way, but... I, I specifically would like to approach this from the angle of, like, the player solving the mystery. I'm sure there are other perspectives, but in order to hear them, I would have to stop talking, and we know that's not going to happen. Right. So, Zach, what is your, before we actually get into the content, what is your perspective? I just, I you were talking about how it is a very convoluted puzzle to solve. I forget the exact words you used, but it, I was trying to compare that to, like you said, it was unique in video games. I was trying to think of other examples of something that approaches exactly what this quest is doing. And the only thing that really came to mind was like, like trying to solve mist or something like that. Like mm. the, 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 the puzzle at hand here in Majora's Mask with this Anju and Cafe quest, which is, you know, we should say at the top is an optional, optional part of the game. Yeah, this is not an actual like core thing you have to do. You can go beat the game without doing this, but it, you know, we'll talk about its importance and like the way it, it, it like 
is Majora's Mask in a lot of way. Yeah. But trying to come up with another example from a game where it has to do with like people as the moving pieces is not something that I'm that I can't call another example to mind very quickly. Something does come to mind for me, a game that I haven't played and can't remember the name of, but it's the one where you're on the Orient Express and there's a dead body and you can like there's a there's also a time travel element to it and I can't remember Sarah, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm, no. That's the chapter of Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. No. Um, nope. I don't know which game you're talking about. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Ag- I think it might be. Is it Agatha Christie Murder on the Orient Express? It can- no, it's not because it's not about that. It's like uh, something Last Days of World War One or uh, Time right Travel. Travel train mystery computer game. Why didn't I look this up? <laughs> the Last Express. The Last Express yeah. by oh, that's not Jordan very, Mechner. That's not Rotorbund, a very... 1997. Not a memorable name. I can see why you would forget it. It's The Last Express before World War One. I. I see. Sarah, what's um, your view on yeah. the Cafe and Anju side quest in the greater context of the video game? Um, It... Well, I remember after I first played this game, thinking this is like the most important part of the game in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I would, I don't know if I would say it's like parallel to the the events of the entire game, but it's, it's like a, like a, a prototypical example of this, uh, the format of using time loops to see every part yeah. of a story and like understand what's going on by replaying it over and over and, and exploring different parts of the storyline in different places at different times. Um, so it's the best example of the format of this game. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's when you say parallel to the events of the game, what's interesting is the events of the like main plot of the game don't really involve the time loop. Um, you go do something in one place on one loop and you go to a place somewhere else in, on a different loop. Yeah. Um, and this uh, is kind of your your develop your understanding of Anju and Cafe and the or like the clock town drama is developing in kind of a, a you know, a curly loop that is parallel to the straight line of the main plot progression, if that makes sense. Yeah, I actually never thought about that. Like, it is really the best example of the the time loop because everything else, you're just trying to rush to do everything in however much time you have. Um, but this this quest kind of makes you stop and pay attention to what's going on in the world. You have to retain the knowledge of what you've done on previous loops yeah. to, like, in a way that most of the time loop management has just been well just that just time management just like you only have it's structurally ends up being more like managing like a day-to-day simulator thing it's like you're a lot of it feels more like you have your stardew valley day that Mm -hmm. you're trying to like plan out your optimal path through just over and over and over Mm -hmm. again but with this side quest it's no there are moving pieces in these different people that are doing different things that you have to get to line up correctly. Mm. Let's 
begin, shall we? Let's. As far as I know, the first step is to go into the mayor's office and talk to Madame Aroma. That's the first step, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she says, hey, uh, maybe you could help me out with something. I think first she asks if you're on a field trip. <laughs> um, uh, but when you talk to her as normal Link, she gives you this mission. She hires you to find her missing son, Cafe. And she gives you a mask, the Cafe mask, that makes you look like a weird zombie of a purple-haired person. <laughs> it's creepy. And uh, I, I feel like there are tons of steps to this plot. Tons of steps to solving the mystery. And the use of this mask is only really the very first step. And then you could throw away the mask mm. because it's not doing you any more good. The mask always sticks out to me because it's like one of the earliest masks you can get like mm. there's no like so many other masks in the game have a much more like strenuous task in getting them in a lot of ways there's like mm -hmm. a mini game you have to do or like it's more further flung than just being an npc you talk to where you get handed this mask so it's like mm. very much when i play it it's like one of the first masks you end up i i've ended up with mm -hmm. uh which is makes this whole like it seeds the quest like instantly mm -hmm. potentially if you play the game like i do i guess and um it's it's strange because most of the masks they seem to let you do something you know they activate some they turn some switch in the world that lets you progress but here wearing cafe's mask is just like entering this mode it's almost like you're putting on the detective hat mm -hmm. yeah um and it's it's saying well i'm going to be working on this side quest solving this mystery right now instead of doing something to the world it's more like you know in a text adventure it's ask people about cafe um so it becomes a weird like tool almost like the hookshot or something hmm. instead of being a solution like the hookshot what am i talking about it's the kind of thing that in a more adventure style game you simply would have unlocked a dialogue option yeah yeah hmm. but zelda can't articulate that in the same way so instead well, zelda you can't talk zelda <laughs> can't <laughs> crawl um so yeah, the, the game can't do that action. So instead, you were given a mask to fulfill that. Um, and so there are, you're going to, after you get this mask, it's time to uh, start looking for a cafe. Um, you are supposed to read Cafe's journal in his room, right? Back in the back of the mayor's house. Yeah, you got to read journals when you see them. Oh, yeah. And he says that what what does he say? I don't have that part in front of me. I have a bunch of other texts. The front of me. the thing you get out of that is that you know he's gonna marry Anju. Yeah, he okay. talks about That's how it. he finished his wedding mask. Yeah, and has plans for the future. All right. 
she tends to do... Uh, I wonder if Anjo has fin- made hers. She tends to do things at the last minute, so probably not. There's a gathering of the fellows at the milk bar tonight. I plan to show off my wedding mask and talk about my sweetheart as best I can. Mm-hmm. Then you go out and you talk to everyone wearing the mask to try and pick up clues. I did this, like, I, I went into the text dump because I knew that there would be responses outside of Clock Town that I wouldn't be able to track down easily by going in the game and looking for them that way. But that meant I did have to find a response in the text dump that doesn't have a name attached to it, then go into the game and on a hunch of who might have said that, go and confirm who that text comes from. So many people in this game... You wear Cafe's mask, and they say, "I don't know who that is." I believe you. Am I wrong? I don't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't do the work to check this. I okay. My experience of talking to people with the mask in Clocktown uh, gave me the impression that very few people in the game actually interact with the mask in that way. Uh, 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 like, an, uh, an uh, a sizable number of people do have responses to the mask, but. Mm-hmm. Like, they take care that a lot of them say, I don't know who that is, or, like, I don't know anything about that guy. A couple of them are saying that they don't know anything in sort of a suspicious way. Uh, The postman says, I don't know where he is. Even if I knew it, it would be a secret. And so that's kind of your clue that the postman is involved, Mm -hmm. and maybe you should follow the postman around. Similarly, um, uh, when you talk to the curiosity shop guy as the general store guy when he's at his day job he says cafe oh i don't know who that is (laughs) (laughs) of course granny says uh she thinks that you're mayor dotour when you're wearing it uh which is a cool backstory thing but not really a clue Hmm. um i'm gonna go through the ones that don't really seem like clues first uh, when you talk to Muto, the leader of the carpenters, the carpentry boss, what's his, what is his role? Why can't I say it? Carpentry boss. Uh, he's like yelling at the moon on the third night. And if you talk to him, he says, the mayor's son, no good running off before the ceremony. I wish I could get mad, but my own sons ran off in a hurry before the carnival. What a shame. I could cry. Hmm. Um... The construction guys say, I saw him somewhere. It was somewhere around here. Sorry, I'm busy. And, you know, <laughs> naturally you will talk to the construction guys wearing Cafe's mask while Cafe in the Keaton mask runs out to check his own mail right behind you. Yeah, hmm. we should mention that. That, like, the first time you start up, you walk out of the the windmill or the clock, not a... Yeah, it's a big windmill. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> the first time you walk out of the, the clock building, like, he's there. Yeah. From the jump. He's got to be in plain sight uh, because, you know, the laws of murder mysteries uh, kind of apply here. That the the uh, culprit has to be someone that you already knew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The mayor has text for talking to him with Cafe's mask, which you can only do if you first wear the couple's mask to make the argument in his office stop. Huh. So 
uh, spoiler alert, you get the couple's mask for finishing this entire side quest, which is going to take us two hours to talk about, I'm now realizing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but like, when you, if, as long as you've solved all of this, you can then get Mayor Dotour's clue. He says, you're the one my wife has hired, so Cafe still hasn't, hmm. This is a secret, so don't tell my wife. Go ask at the Curiosity Shop, the store in the west part of town that only opens at night. That guy is a bad influence on me. Huh. Which is... Like, (laughs) the connection of the Curiosity Shop guy to this is... We'll get into it later. But the fact that the mayor is involved with him is not explored at all. We have no more to say about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the most interesting part uh, is, you know, another one of those great Majora's Mask details that doesn't yeah. lead anywhere. I love that they did that. That's wild. Yeah. Um, since there is uh I, I don't know if we're going to actually get out of town or get to the ranch later in this episode. So I'll note now that uh, Crimea and Romani both have responses to Cafe's mask. Uh, Crimea says, Oh, you. Did some middle-aged woman put you to work? Cafe isn't here. And uh, Romani says, Romani knows my sister Crimea has someone in town she likes, but that person is supposed to get married the day of the festival. It's hard for my sister going into town. Looking at that text now, I cannot confirm that Romani says that when you wear Cafe's mask. I don't know when mm. else she would say it. But, like, she doesn't seem to understand that you're wearing the mask of the person that she's talking about. Mm. So that's a little odd. Um, so Crimea apparently is in love with Cafe as well. Bubba bum. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to now get into the more substantive clues because I think that the you get exactly two clues from wearing this mask around town. Um, talk to the astronomer actually has a lot of text, although he's one of the least uh, <laughs> convenient uh, people to ask. Cafe, I can recall when he was in the bombers. Don't see his face much anymore, though. Well, what could he be doing? Try asking the children. The bombers know all about what goes on in town. I used to see him at the laundry pool a lot. So mm-hmm. there's a clue or two clues. Oh, Go talk to the bombers. And I used to see him at the laundry pool. If you talk to a bomber kid, they'll say, I used to see him by the laundry pool sometimes. Hey, who is he? What did he do? So now you are back to that other clue. He's mm-hmm. at the laundry pool. Um... If you talk to the curiosity shop guy, he uh, basically just recognizes that uh, you're looking for that guy and Dotour's wife is making you look for him. Uh, doesn't look like look a thing like him, really. Then again, I guess it does. So, um, hey, uh, I want you to leave now. And so not really giving you any information except that he's suspicious. Um. Gorman, oh, this is a useless one, says, the young one's mask, eh? I think it's a waste to look for him. 
one carpenter in South Clocktown who's just screaming at a poster for some reason says, Looky here, don't be interfering with my dear Anju. You afraid of my fists? Don't go finding that cafe. Which is your clue that he's involved with Anju, mm-hmm. which you also got from the uh, letter, the journal. the journal. And also, the first person you're going to talk to with Cafe is a mask is the receptionist at the mayor's office who says, So doesn't Cafe want to break off his engagement to Anju? Why not let him? That's what he wants. Some people. <laughs> Yeah, there's to a... also give you the clue that uh, he's engaged to Anshu. Well, and that the the scuttlebutt is that he vanished because he went to go elope with somebody else. Good point. Yes, mm. which is that that comes up later. That that's a prevailing um, theory. The so I I feel like the only two pieces of information you actually get for like mystery solving purposes are. Cafe was engaged or is or was engaged to Anju. Cafe has been seen around the laundry pool. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. you need. Um and like once you know those two things, the Cafe's mask is not going to get you any further in this quest. No. Hmm. I think it's actually too bad just now when I was reading the astronomer's text. Uh, the bombers know all about what goes on in the town. And then he just adds, I used to see him at the laundry pool a lot. So any help, that, like, I'm going to direct you to the uh, the bomber kids um, and send you on, like, this mystery detective solving hunt. But I'm also going to just tell you exactly what the bomber kids will tell you and, you know, short circuit the whole detective experience. Um disagree with that writing decision um so yeah now that we know that anju and laundry pool we can uh take off the cafe mask or we can wear it one last time when we talk to anju the other half of the quest zach talk about anju's whole deal well she's uh what was it established she's like a she's kind of a klutz or she's forgetful? I forget. She's Moe. I don't think that's true. I don't think that... I. Mm. Anyway, uh, she has two things going on the first day that are relevant to this. Uh, the first thing is that around 2.10 p.m., the postman will make his rounds and deliver a letter to her. It's a very easy little thing to miss. Uh, but at that time, if you run up and talk to them as they're engaged in this act of postery, um, Anju immediately sees who it's from and demands to know, like, hey, where is he? And the postman uh, will not let up. As previously established, he's part of the conspiracy and <laughs> is forbidden by the postal code of giving up the sender's location. Um, but that's optional. The important thing you do is if you go take the mask to Anju, uh, she realizes that you're looking for, wait, hang on. Yes, it has to happen after this. Um. Well, you can, 
wear the mask and talk to her before she gets that letter, but I don't know if she says anything interesting or useful. Nothing insightful, because at that point she doesn't have that information. But after she gets mm-hmm. the letter, uh, assuming you missed that cutscene or, or not, and you talk to her with the mask on, she knows you're investigating it, and she's like, oh, I actually have information for you now, and I have a plan, but you have to meet me uh, at a weird time at night. Did I write it down? 11.30. Uh, 11.45. Because hmm. she says 11.30, but she takes a very long time getting to the kitchen. <laughs> so she's late to her own appointment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she will show up in the kitchen, and then you can talk to her, and she explains that, I got this letter, so he's around here somewhere. I'm going to send another letter back, and I want you to, like, tail the letter and see if you can find him. Uh, like in a noir movie. The thing is, when you said before that it's so easy to miss that um, scene where the postman delivers the letter, to see that, you kind of have to be shadowing the uh, postman already. Yeah. And uh, so, like, it, it, the designers really are expecting or trying to encourage actual detective work where you talk to the postman with the cafe's mask he says something suspicious and then you're like okay i'm gonna follow this guy i'm gonna find out where he goes through the whole three-day sequence and find out what he knows and so when you know anchu gives you this mission she's encouraging you to do like actual detective work and follow him and find out where the letter gets delivered it's smart that they pin this on the NPC in Clocktown that maybe has the most sing- the single most dynamic schedule. Mm. Yeah. Like that is playing to the game strengths. Yeah. So let's let's follow him. I guess. Okay. Oh, we have to put that we she gives us a letter to send. So we yeah. put the letter in the box. Um the only letter we send in the game? I think that's right. Um, the only letter that you deliver with a post box. Mm. Yeah. And so we know we can follow his schedule and watch him pick it up and then take his lunch and then watch him deliver it. And he delivers it to the laundry pool. The laundry which pool. I already knew was where he was. So it's a good thing that I was extra careful following the postman to the laundry pool. And is this where uh, the postman rings the bell and Cafe comes out and you have to sneak into his apartment? Yeah. Cool. Spy stuff. Very good. So you sneak into his house and then he comes back in and he's like, oh. Uh, I like this scene when you go into his house because mm. he... Um, he he he's so sure that you don't know who he is, like he's wearing this mask that totally conceals who he is, and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, can you keep a secret?" And then he, Did you ever say no? Uh, I don't no. think I would have dared to say no. I'm looking at the text dump. So uh, when you say no, he says, "Listen, when somebody asks you to do that, you say yes." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, he says, "I am cafe." And shocking. Uh, Tattle <laughs> says, 
The cafe we're looking for is an adult. When I look at you, I just see a child. There's something really weird about the translation here. No, I like this. <laughs> this um, is themes. It gets, themes are happening. Yes. But, like, everything that... Um, Everything that Tadal says here is really awkward. It's stilted, but I like the stilted translation in this specific like context. Well, let's keep going. Okay. Um, Cafe says, I was turned into this by a strange imp wearing a mask, but I'm not hiding because I look this way. When I turned into this, I went to see the great fairy in the shrine near the north gate. Oh, we have to weave together all the different parts of this game. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the way... My precious mask, a wedding ceremony mask, was stolen from me by some prancing man with a grinning face. And Tathil says, well, you're just careless. You're like my partner. And Cafe, like, responds, before my wedding ceremony, I was quite happy. I was targeted because of what I had ter been turned into. And then Tathil turns around and says, oh my, I pity you. So what the heck is going on in Tattle's brain? Tattle is espousing the theme of the game. Because when she says, this... you're just careless, you're like my partner? Yes. Because we're drawing parallels between Cafe and Link. And we do that a couple times in this mm. like quest chain. Is what... the partner being referred to Link or is it Tail? No, it's Link. I took it as, I took it as Link. Yeah, it How is, is a little Link ambiguous, careless? but I thought it was Link too. I mean, she's just always sort of like insulting him playfully sort of playfully so i just assumed it was link uh, because i think that it makes and more sister, sense right? to say that it's tail because tail like was careless and got himself into a bad situation yeah. no i disagree i i feel very strongly that she's referring to link here because it's like from her perspective she's the one bossing link around and like she's responsible for him accomplishing everything in the mm -hmm. game because that's her character. Yeah. That's how I took it. Um, okay. Whatever. Then cafe <laughs> says before my wedding ceremony, I was quite happy. I was targeted because of what I had been turned into. I get, I was targeted because of what I had been turned into skull kid was able to, you know, pin me down and steal my wedding mask. Or no, sorry. No, Sakon. The thief The thief was able to grab the mask from me, and he targeted yeah. me because mm -hmm. of what I had been turned into. Before my wedding ceremony, I had been quite happy. Oh, that, that just sounds like a bad... Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't sound like that's just a good sentence. Um, yes, and in fact... The reason I, I, I just found out like last night that there is a text dump of the 3DS version. Oh. And the 3DS version translates this entirely differently. Um you're you're just careless, you're like my partner. Cafe says, I was so happy before this, so excited for my wedding that I got careless. Mm -hmm. I was distracted and those punks those punks took advantage of me. Oh, that's really different. Yes, so now there's a new problem where by those punks, does he mean Skull Kid and then Sakon? Huh. I but guess. I thought that he was turned into this a month ago. 
And then uh, the mask was stolen. Oh, that was also a month ago. I guess. It could be. I, I, I either take that as he's referring to both instances of misfortune as a as like a. a yeah. Those people that did this or that's just another bad translation that they did. Yeah. Where it's yeah, they accidentally referred to Sakon as two people. Yeah. There's multiple yeah. people. Uh, I guess. Okay. So, but uh, at least then, like, I can see what's trying to go on here where Tattle says, you're just a careless idiot. And he's like, says something sympathetic. Mm. And then Tattle says, oh, my, I pity you. And mm-hmm. like, that could be funny if this were <laughs> mm. funny or more affecting if this were translated better. Anyway. So I, like, I really, really like this. I really like that they draw this parallel um, where, you know, Cafe is an adult who is now being seen by Tattle, by others, as a child. Yes. And that's, like, a parallel to what's been going on with Link in this game that we've talked about, where he is child Link who is now becoming an adult Mm -hmm. and that's represented in a bunch of different ways throughout the game as he takes different forms as he interacts with different characters you know you have the guards Mm -hmm. where they initially the guards will initially see like kid link as a kid and then see that he's armed and then oh okay no actually Mm -hmm. you're you're mature enough to go out of town yeah you know there's all this stuff with the milk bar and Mm -hmm. becoming mature enough in some sense of the word. It's not necessarily has to do with age. Um, that links able to be permitted to go to the milk bar. Um, you know, link is a character. And then, you know, by the end of the game, if you hundred percent of this game, you do get adult link here link, you know, mechanically in the game, you are kid link striving Mm -hmm. to become adult link again. Mm -hmm. And, now we have a character who is like one of the principal characters we're going to interface with for this whole side quest who has had the opposite happen, who was an adult, and now he's a kid. And he's, like, extremely just the same model as Link, pretty much. Hmm. Like, same, like, yeah, basic I, frame. I think so. Like, not same it's, model, but you know what I mean. It's, like, yeah, yeah. Built, built off the same frame. I haven't scrutinized his animations <laughs> when we get to him, but I bet it's very similar. Yeah, it's really interesting that they chose this form because they could have literally turned him into anything. Like, it could have been some kind of monster or a different looking adult or anything. And this is what they intentionally chose. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. He says that he can't go out. He can't return to Anju. um, And, like, he... There's kind of an implication that he doesn't care that much that he's in child form. Yeah. Although he mm-hmm. is wearing the Keaton mask around to avoid being identified. Um, and it's the Keaton he's... mask. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, it's a recurring mask from Ocarina of Time that you, like, famously give to an adult. Because he's going to give it to his kid, but the adult's the one who wears it in the game. Holy cow, Zach. Mm-hmm. Like... It's all there. They, they, wow. picked, they picked that one specifically. 
Anyway, sorry. Wow. No, that's really, that's a good spot. Yeah. Um, he says, I made a promise to her that I would bring the wedding mask and greet her. So, like, there, there is some, some implication that he, his only shame is that he's not, he doesn't have that wedding mask. And, like, I can't go, I can't show my face and, until I have the, I can't show my face until I have the right mask. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, but he gives you his pendant. He says, give this to Anju. Keep what we just talked about a secret from everyone. The 3DS uh, version fixes the translation. He says, keep what we just talked about a secret to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he, but uh, then he, he uh, later on in the text dump, and I think you have to talk to him again yes. to get this. Yes, yes, yes. yes. He says, things that get stolen in this town always make their way to the curiosity shop. I'm waiting for that to happen. Stand on that crate and peek into that hole. And you look through a hole and you are able to see into the back room of the curiosity shop. He says, from here, I check on the curiosity shop's customers. Very noir stuff going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That guy will definitely appear. I'll be waiting when it happens. And so the fact that you have to talk to him again to get this like next lead in the case, very important because um, this game is making you do the work. It's not going to hand every step to you. You have to talk to people. I I think there's another thing later on where you're going to have to talk to someone twice to get to wring all the information out of them wow yeah but you have an immediate goal which is to give the pendant to Anju. yeah uh you can do that you can also not do that <sighs> it's really messed up we should talk about giving it first though okay if you return the pendant to anju on the second or third day or, you know, whenever you can, whenever she's available, which she's got more of a schedule to her than I realized because I definitely was having trouble tracking her down at one point. But it's because she mm. was like off in the big uh, like bunk bedroom sweeping and I didn't realize mm. she goes in there. She's busy. Oh, I didn't know that either. Wow. She's got. When was mo- that? On the second day? This was the third day. I couldn't find her at all. And I was getting real worried. <laughs> Wow. But okay. Then I, she was walking back from that room, and I looked it up, and it's like, oh no, she'll be sweeping in the in the, the big room that day. <laughs> like, uh, you give that to her, and she understands the sentiment from Cafe that uh, he is going to return to her, and she just needs to wait for her. She 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 decides in that moment to wait for him and not to evacuate. Yeah. Time out. His name is Cafe. Okay. Is that because coffee stunts your growth? Probably not. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, there does seem to be a name theme around, like, coffee and milk and stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually, wait. I like that. It does tie into the milk motif. Cremia. There are there are lots Cafe. of good 
Kramia and Kat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're meant to be. Hmm. <laughs> they're like, they're not very consistent about who should get, uh, you know, punny names um, and who gets just cool names. Unless yeah. some of these names are puns in ways that are, you know, opaque to us. Like, I, I've wondered many times what the name Anju could possibly mean. Hmm. I don't come up with anything. Yeah, it could just be a name in this case. But why waste it? Yeah. Why not name her Sugar? (laughs) Yeah, it's a good question. So then... Do you want to talk about not giving her the pendant? Well, I'm going to talk about both that and the other way. So... Okay. If you give her the pendant and then stop doing the side quest at this point, she will simply wait around until the moon hits. Sure. And get a bad end. Mm. Uh, Conversely, you can not give her the pendant and then do the remainder of the quest that we're going to explain here in the next two hours. Uh, (laughs) And in that case... Cafe will show up at the appointed time and she will not be there. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. I just watched a video of it because I'd never seen it before. It's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. Both bad. But you can do that. The game does allow for this. It's great that they allow for this. Yeah. It's wonderful. Because you can fix it. So... I think to progress here, we have to go back in time a little bit. Because... Oh, we do. You're right. The um, Café's own detective work d- demands that he witness uh, Sakon uh, th- so that he can get a lead and go after the bad guy. Mm. Uh, on the first night... Sakon will steal the uh, bomb bag from the nice old lady of the bomb shop. And now on the second night, he will try to pawn it off at the curiosity shop. And that's what gives Cafe a chance to see Sakon and, uh, you know, go after him. But if you happen to save that nice old lady and get her bomb bag back... Or if you happen to, uh, you know, fire an arrow at Sakon while he's holding the bomb bag and you blow him up and he's dead. <laughs> you He doesn't show up at the curiosity shop on the second night. And uh, he, he uh, Cafe doesn't get a lead. So you have to, uh, you know, like, it's easy to see it as, so you have to let something bad happen in this cycle. You have to not f- complete this quest uh, in order for you to complete that quest. But it's not real. I mean, like, when you play this game, you're going to go through dozens of cycles where you don't finish, like, 99% of all the side quests. So, like, looking at it in terms of choosing which side quests to finish in a Giffen cycle doesn't really make sense. Um, 
yeah, we're just going to let Sekhan have the bomb bag this time around. It does put and a damper on like the idea of a perfect run. Yeah, right. it's like a one of the perfect run is simply impossible. But like that's obvious from the fact that you have to fail the first. You can't win as Deku Link. You have to turn back time the first time. So like, mm. you, you, there never was the possibility of just doing everything in one run. So, the first time I played the game, I tried. Oh. I had it in my head that I wanted to do the Groundhog Day thing where at the end you do one (laughs) perfect run and you accomplish everything in one Mm -hmm. cycle and make everybody's life perfect before you save the day. Um, And I forget how it resolved exactly, but I do know that I definitely messed a part up. And I, I, it must have been something with this this quest because I definitely got very close to the end when I realized I had missed a key component, and mm. I must not have. I must have only had one of the party show up. That had to have been how it happened. Uh, but regardless, you can go mad trying to determine what a perfect run even looks like. Yeah. Because you know what do you, do you have to go do all the preambles to each dungeon? Do you have to go rescue every great fairy? You know, there's a lot that you can drive yourself crazy going for and it doesn't matter because it's just a game and you gotta not spend your time that way yes i when i was reading um analysis um for one of the other episodes we did uh i guess like when i was looking for theories about majora's what majora is the someone who put a lot of work into analyzing this game was really fixated on how um you can't save everyone and there are all these timelines where this or that bad thing happens but the game doesn't think of it that way the game has never wanted you to see this in terms of can i like how many of these you know iterations of these people can i save mm. and i think the ending makes it clear that you know, the the perfect Groundhog Day run did happen. All the stuff that you accomplished in any timeline d- manages to get, like, folded into the master timeline at the end. Yeah. Where everyone that you made happy still gets to be happy. Yeah, it's a good ending. Plus, there's, there's people who died before the game even starts. So that shows right there that you can't do everything perfect. Yeah. Like, you can't fix everything. It's, it's, the game is better for it doing it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It had been miserable if, I think like we talked about on the last, uh, whichever episode, about how the ending doesn't change Yes. In, in accordance with what you do in the game. There's no, like, best ending that you can well, get by doing all these extra incorrect, things. Incorrect, Zach. Oh, no. There's a correction <laughs> in that episode. Um, if you never save the old lady and get the bomb mask, then... Instead of seeing the happy people at the bomb shop in the ending, it's just a spinning image of the bomber bomb mask that you never got. Wow. And oh. it's like that for eight other masks that I got into when I put a correction on what? that episode. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So then you did save them. So then in the language of yes. what the game is saying is that if you did it once, you did it forever. Exactly. Huh. Okay. Exactly. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Now... Okay, by seeing Sakon, so like we can actually we can't see it from Cafe's uh, hidey hole, but we can go into the curiosity shop on the night of the second day 
and Sakan will try to sell the um, blast mask, is what it's called. And um, there's a cool scene where he wants, like, one of them says 200, and by the end of the conversation, the curiosity shop guy has whittled the price down to 50 rupees because he's such a jerk. I'm always mad that you can't see it through the pinhole, but that's what Cafe's doing, so yeah. it's, it's his <laughs> hole to look through. Um, but, like, the again, the noir sensibility of, first of all, eavesdropping on this conversation, and also d- these criminals being jerks to each other is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Sakan is really in the Peter Laurie role of, why can't I get anything out of this? I'm trying to be a bad guy. When he sees that exchange, Cafe knows that's the prancing man who stole my wedding mask. So I can go after him now. Here's my question. Why does he only do that if you come bring the letter from Anju the day before? Or no, not even. If you sneak into his house the day before. Hmm. What have you actually done to the situation that causes Cafe to go after Sakon? Yeah, why I'd wouldn't s- he have done that? I'd say it's a fictive device in that you don't get to go on this other quest with Cafe unless you uh, have previously like met him and talked to him. Okay, mm. so, so he may- would he he's going to go do this by himself. Do that. Yeah, if, if you, you don't sh- have access to that quest line, okay. If you show up at that time and you didn't talk to him, well, he's hiding. You can't see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he runs in there and fails the mission by himself. Possibly he can't. You can't see him because he's wearing the Keaton mask. Still, <laughs> he hasn't gotten rid of it. Maybe. Or something. Um. Hmm. Then okay, but you don't actually need to see that happen. You do need to, or gosh, I'm not even sure. It's not clear whether this is totally necessary or, oh, it is necessary for some things. Gosh, this is complicated. You have to go back to Cafe's apartment the next day, and it's only open at some inconvenient time frame. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I don't understand why it unlocks when it does. I think it unlocks when the uh, the sales guy is like not doing anything else, right? Because he's got hours in his other businesses. I guess. Okay. So then, curiosity shop man goes to cafe's apartment, which is his own back room or something, and uh, he is able to tell you that cafe split. He went to find Sakon, who is in Akana Village. I I think that. The clue about Sakon Akana Village is something that you get when you talk to Curiosity Shop Man a second time. And so it's another case of you have to press people for the information that you need to mm-hmm. make actual progress. When you, you come in, he says, huh, you the green hat kid? I got a message from Cafe. Now, Cafe, I've known him since he was real little, but when he showed up looking all young in that little brat body, I didn't know what I was seeing. All it took was one glance at that Keaton mask he was carrying for me to realize I was looking at my old friend. I gave him that mask a long time ago, and he was just Lil Cafe. 
Ah, themes. Didn't know he kept it that well for so long. I'm not sure why, but I want to give this to you. And he gives you the uh, Keaton mask, which is essential for other stuff. And then I'm pretty sure that you have to talk to him again. And he says, a customer came to my shop last night. Now Cafe sees him, and Cafe's collar just changes, and he goes running after the guy. How does that happen? How does Sakon know that Cafe's color changed when he saw Sakon through the peephole? He's probably I think just they're... telling a good story. Yeah. Ah. Uh, the guy's a regular, a greedy thief named Sakon. I think he's from Ikana Village. And now you're like, okay, Sakon, Ikana Village. Cafe went after him, so I'm going to go after both of them and go to Ikana Village. I had in my notes for a while... How are you supposed to know where Sakon's hideout is? Well, he's got a very convenient sign. But we yes. gotta do one other thing first. Oh, what's the other thing? You also get the letter that's supposed to go to Madame de Tour. Yeah, where, why didn't I see, say that when I was in the text dump? Because you were very excited about the heat mask. Like, as I was. Well, but I don't see in this in this speech where he says, by the way, uh, Cafe wants you to deliver this to someone. Or how does that work? Uh, I don't know. I know when I was play- replaying it, that, that text popped up as I was doing talking to him. Okay. Uh, try mother. Okay. Because the gist of it is that he also gives you a letter to deliver to cafe's mother from cafe right. which is the resolution to madame defer looking for him in the first right. place we like to imagine that the priority mail has a complete explanation of this whole situation i really like that you don't get to read the letters like in a lot of games you would just like Ooh. decide that you want to see what people are saying to each other and it's like one of the parts of this quest you don't get to see you just have That's to figure it out good. from what the characters say. Yeah, huh? Uh, hmm. I feel like a lot of games where you have the option of opening someone's mail and reading it, like, it's kind of the designer's idea that it's a choice for you. Mm. And you're, like, role-playing, sort of. Am I the kind? Am I going to be yeah. the person who reads this or am I not? But then... On the player side, it's like, well, I'm going to read it because it's content and I'm going to just gobble up everything mm-hmm. that I can get. And so you don't get that kind of tension. Um, yeah. And so the way it works here is very good and like really fits how uh, like you're on the periphery of the whole drama. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about... The special delivery first, and then talk about sack on side out. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. It's oh, not. There's... It's not right timeline wise, but it's right for like explaining the order of events for us. No, I think we should do it the other way now. I've changed my mind. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> but there's something I want to mention first. Uh, there's a cut scene the third day in. The stockpot in that is not critical path, but is part of this. Uh, we go back to the stockpot in, and at the first day, if we 
uh, took oh, Link Goro's yeah. place and stole his room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the sword chamber? Knife chamber. Knife chamber. Why is it called that? Because <laughs> it's this... I, I think the other room is the spoon room. Oh, really? Well, stockpot, right? Okay, sure. They're all utensils. Um, Got it. Uh, it just sounds ominous. It does sound very ominous. <laughs> but there's a crack in the wall that Tattle complains about, and it does not matter at all except for one small stretch of time where you can peer in and uh, Anju and her mother are having an argument about evacuating. Um... And it's the same regardless of if you've given the pendant or not. But it's mm. basically Anju's mother, like, chiding Anju for, like, thinking about staying. And Anju implicitly being worried that Cafe ran off with Kremia. Yes. And Anju's mother saying that if that's the case, that she's going to go whoop some butt. Um... Now, Anshu's mother gets so little screen time, and you know it's it's perfect because like the stuff that she says is so evocative, but we don't you know waste a bunch of time um, getting deep into it. But she says something in that speech about um, there's some there's some ambiguity about Anju's father. Hmm. Is there? Maybe it's not in this speech. I really want to find the speech so I can refer to it. Dang it. I know. What's, some, what's a specific she, phrase that is said in that speech? She says, so just try it. to survive. Everything else will follow. I wrote that down. That was interesting. Thank you. Thank you. It okay. makes sense. Everybody's worried about getting hit by the moon, and like that's more important. Uh, so she says, besides, think about Creamia. She need, uh, if Cafe is there, your mother will give him a smack. So because they're going to the ranch, so yeah, <laughs> if, they're worried if about is like there, we're gonna find him. Yeah. Um, besides, think about Crimea. The mother says she needs strength from a partner and business support from Madame Aroma. That's such a good detail. Hmm. Like the the web of people like matters to them, and Madame Aroma can provide monetary support to the ranch if cafe really has run off with creamia she'll get both please don't be sad how happy could you possibly be marrying a man who runs off when he's about to be married it would be it would make your life unhappy just like your mother's Mm. so i'm not sure if that's the speech uh there's there's something else the mother says that um uh i feel like that's it i think no but okay about the stock pot in anju says that it was a cafeteria before her father died and i feel like something else that Anju's mother says implies or states that Anju's father ran off, just disappeared on mm. them. And so it's possible that Anju only thinks her father died, and that's just what her mom told her. 
And when she says, like, how happy could you be marrying someone who runs off, you know, it would make you sad just like me. She might be referring to something that's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, this theory of mine would be a lot more convincing to me if I could find that other thing. Hmm. Uh, wait. Anju stayed. Yes. Mm. <laughs> okay. I don't know for sure who's saying this because it's out of, the, out of the text dump. But someone says, Anju stayed in her room to wait for cafe. It's foolish to believe a man like that. I, too, believed my husband would return out of the blue. Oh, Anju, that child's naive sense of uh, naive sense of trust may be my fault. That has to be uh, Anju's mom in uh, the the ranch. Yeah. Because they, they those NPCs are there. Oh, yeah. Okay. At the end so, of the game. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I believed my husband would return out of the blue. You wouldn't say that... If he, like, died. Whoa. So Tortoise ran off? Not, or wait, is Tortoise... What's his name? Yeah. I thought that Tortoise was the grandfather, but is it the father? No, no, no. Tortoise is the father, I thought. Uh, I think... uh, Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be her kid. Because, Because the grandma, yeah, treats, yeah, as a kid. Calls you Tortoise. Okay, so yes, Tortoise ran off, and wow. Anju's mom said, uh, he died. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of details to put together. Yeah, huh. I had I didn't notice that. I, I had taken it at face value, and like, oh, well, he died, so that's what she meant. She's just sad that she might not have somebody for her. Yeah, and this is never resolved. Hmm. Majora's Mask 2. <laughs> yeah. The search the for tortoise. tortoise factor. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Uh, let's do the hideout and then talk about the letter and then okay. talk about the end of the game. The super right. secret hideout. Um, yeah, it's labeled. Yeah. Conveniently. It, it has a Basically sign Basically just says, keep out of my secret hideout. <laughs> It says that it's impenetrable, and mm. there's actually a difference in the 3DS translation, where the 3DS version of the sign says, no explosive can knock down this door. Uh, because I guess people were thinking, yeah. this is a wall that I should be able to get through. Yeah, it looks bombable. just bring a really big bomb. I have trouble with hints like that, because I will automatically assume that this is an unreliable Mm -hmm. like sign that is actually secretly giving me the hint what did i get mad i got what game did i get really mad at about this um stanley parable i hate the stanley parable (laughs) (laughs) because stanley parable has a whole ending where they throw all these weird hints at you like there's some grander puzzle but the narrator just keeps saying, there is no grander puzzle. And I didn't believe that there wasn't a grander puzzle. And it turns out there wasn't. And uh, I got really mad about the game uh, when that happened to me. Bad game. Hot take coming at the last episode of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, oh, I want to say that you can find Sakon here on the uh, first day. He will 
oh, I wish I knew whether it like he actually comes out of the door because I, I must have brought this up before that that the entrance to his hideout is one of the places that you can't reach right away, even if you had to, you know, if you soar to the Econa Valley first thing on the first day, you still have to run all the way to the entrance. And so it's not clear whether he actually comes out of that door um, or if he just begins uh, near where you cross the river. He just prances around in the circle for the whole first day. <laughs> and then at the at nightfall, he disappears. And what you're not seeing is that he, you know, is walking all the way over to town so that he can steal that bomb bag at midnight. Anyway, third day, after uh, you've talked to Cafe and uh, you've found out he's the Cafe has seen Sakan and all that, Sakan or Cafe is waiting behind some rocks, and he's like, "Oh, good, you're here." <laughs> hmm. And, um, oh yeah, Sakan has that, you know, excruciating. He does his prance up to the the door of his hideout. And if he sees you, then, you know, you spoil everything, right? I've never uh, seen this happen. I've done it. Yeah. It's oh, just, tell us done. all about it. Uh, there's, there's not much to say. It's just like, hey, well, there's somebody there. And then the quest is over. <sighs> After all that. Wow. Oops. Wow. Uh, but if you remain hidden, then... He opens the door. It's it's cool because like it's a big like bat cave style rock that opens up. In 3DS, they want it to look less like something you're gonna hit with a bomb, and so there's obvious machinery, like the iron part of the door behind the rock hmm. is kind of visible. It's really good. And then you go inside. The mask is there. It's a very oh, yeah. convoluted hideout. He takes this stuff very seriously, I guess. So did, so he has like a big conveyor belt inside with the mask on it, with the sun mask on it. And yeah. why, does, does he just do this with all of his treasures? I wonder. Interesting. <laughs> and um, so if yeah. like the wrong person goes in, it starts the conveyor belt moving. I wonder <laughs> I what, guess. I, I mean, I don't want to like speculate too much, but it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting room. It's definitely like a Bond villain sort of thing, yeah. isn't it? It's like uh, going on 64. It's like mm. a festival temple castle situation. One of those dungeons. It's all mechanical conveyor belts mm. and stuff. The Majora's Mask 2, this is a whole dungeon, obviously. Yeah, oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Well, Majora's Mask 2, you play as Cafe the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Um. I, 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 as long as we're talking about the 3DS version, they like really pretty up the inside of the hideout and put oh, a yeah. lot more treasure and cool mm-hmm. stuff in there. Um, some of which is just in crates, and I'm re- recognizing these crates from the uh, Spider House, so I wonder if they still say Spider Guy on mm. them. Um, he's a very and... successful thief. <laughs> He was down there before we got to there uh, and like priceless jars. And yeah, Cafe stupidly 
activates the he thinks oh i'll just go get my mask back yeah. and that activates the conveyor belt and um now it is time for a very cool dungeon thing someone else go off on this cool dungeon so the, in this part link and cafe go in different doors and work together to save the mask from being incinerated presumably at the end of the conveyor belt so and you control each of them in the two halves of the on either side of the conveyor belt and link is on one side fighting battles (laughs) and cafe is on the other side pushing blocks around and stepping on switches so it's like a dual puzzle battle dungeonette Exactly. It's like it's so intense, especially after all this like kind of like secretive yes spying and talking to different people, and then all of a sudden you walk in here and it's like it's, it's been like, purely detective work, social <laughs> yeah. engineering gameplay. But they know that there has to be a grand finale that's right. actual Zelda stuff. Yeah, and you're thrown into the situation in a way that it's easy to fail if you're not ready for oh, it. Oh yep. yeah, yep. The timeline yeah. or the time limit is not very forgiving. And you don't, they don't make it super clear what you're supposed to do. Right. There's all these different switches. You don't know what they do. Uh, And then, yeah, there are a lot of switches where if you sit on them, the conveyor belt will go faster. Mm. Evil genius. Yes. Um, I I noticed that Sakan is not here when you come in here. Uh, You just followed him in, but he's not like here to he could give you a bond villain speech yeah he doesn't he's probably hiding behind the door (laughs) um oh my gosh Mm -hmm. what okay i'm in no clip i'm going through uh the hideout and he has there's a lot of um the same little symbol on everything that i'm starting to wonder if this is like sakan's insignia that he mark stuff that he stole with Mm. and there's a lot of priceless vases and there's a cool um golden figure that kind of looks like that uh new uh golden guy from pokemon scarlet and violet and here's a priceless vase but sticking out of the priceless vase are a bunch of golf clubs (laughs) yeah that's a lot of fun really good (laughs) so as like established, we've talked about it a little bit. When Majora's Mask came out, I like played somebody else's copy like a tiny little bit, but I didn't sit down and get into it. And so my primary experience with the game at its launch was reading about it online. And the idea of even for a short second in a Zelda game, you are playing as somebody who is not Link seemed fake. <laughs> that, that seemed like some 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 nonsense that somebody was making up and putting online initially like how can that be you don't play as what do you mean you play as somebody else how does that work that's true um although and, in this game you do play as someone else and link at the same time i mean by putting on masks yeah, yeah yeah but i mean I'm always just trying to make that connection. It's not the same thing. But completely (laughs) shifting to another character's perspective was like, 
mind-blowing it is from the yeah. perspective of reading it on game facts and not uh, just from a perspective of like that's how the game like it's a zelda game so you're supposed to be link and it's like blasphemous to be someone else but like technically you might wonder how can i control a different character yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're not like switching on your own. You're kind of just you're one person, and then the other person has to wait while you do your yeah. task, and then then it switches at the end of your task to the other person. It's dynamic in a way that Zelda games usually aren't. Yeah, mm. um, it's very very unique, uh, and it's also why. Well, we were talking about how Cafe is this parallel to Link. Yes. Oh, yeah. And mechanically, he kind of has to be because you're suddenly going to be forced to control him and he needs to control like your regular Link does mm -hmm. so that you have that level of familiarity and you aren't being thrust into a situation where you have to learn a new right. control scheme. Um, it's fascinating. It's Love this good. part. I, yeah. I kind of wonder whether um, he uh, was designed as like a link-like kid in order to facilitate this uh sequence or if they you know for other thematic reasons or you know other artistic reasons uh made this character a link-like kid and then said well we then we could have him we could control both we could have a thing where you be him um just because mm. he is convenient it, that might have informed the design of this cool puzzle at, in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love this part. And I have failed this part. Or maybe we all have. Maybe you should say that you failed to make me feel better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I failed my most recent playthrough the first time. <laughs> uh, and then I didn't fail when I was doing it again before we recorded. But I did forget to save beforehand uh, and mm. got real nervous about it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the if you mess up enough the conveyor belt just drops the uh sun mask into a big fire pit and the end if i remember correctly when you do things correctly uh when you succeed in this minigame dungeon um cafe still only saves it at the very last second right Mm -hmm. the yeah. cutscene is it's a very james bond sort of maximum situation. drama um yeah so he gets the the son's mask back and then he is out he runs the heck back to town there's no time to waste for him for us we have a little more time to waste yeah so what are we gonna do well we got that special delivery that we got to deliver and we have different ways of accomplishing this. Yes. As with all forms of mail, there are two different things you can do. You can put it in the mail to be delivered, or you can hand deliver it, which is a lot more thoughtful. So no, disagree. Okay. You can't put this letter in the mailbox. Oh, that I know. I realized when I was saying that that's <laughs> accurate. There's no time for that. No. It won't let you. It says no. That's special delivery. You have to give that to the postman directly. Hmm. And so and we haven't talked about the postman. Directly. Oh, we haven't talked about any of this yet, huh? Oh, this is so good. Okay. I'm, I'm doing. Go I'm doing off. a. I, no, I'm just excited. Go, go, go! I want to hear you say it. It's good. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Say oh, it. Oh my gosh, Sarah, tell us. What are you talking about? The the postman storyline. Yeah, tell me. Tell me about the postman storyline, please. Well, 
he seems like he's he's a very um he's very by the book and he's he's very dedicated to his job and he's having an internal conflict about uh about whether he should continue doing his job even under the circumstances of impending uh disaster is that what you're talking about yes the man is having a meltdown yeah um it's incredible uh extremely empathized with this poster (laughs) (laughs) he's just like well i i have to prepare for tomorrow the mail will be there tomorrow right yeah and if you don't do anything he will right yeah he stays in town because that's his job yeah that's how he is yeah just faced with utter annihilation he's still just like well i I, he's so rigid and unflexing that he's like well no i have to do my job there's nothing in the rule book that says that I can run out of town if I'm definitely going to die. <laughs> and that's- I love this. <laughs> it's cool also that like this is a completes a story arc for the mailman who we got invested in at the beginning of this quest. Mm. Yep. 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 Isn't there a letter that he wrote himself about this? Yes. That's how you find um, out what he's thinking. Yes. How do you get that? Oh, because. No, wait. To get that, don't house? you have to get the postman's hat first? Oh, I don't know. I forget. But yeah, that information's there. Uh, but also, you just show up at his house and at, on on the night of the third day, and he is just going through it. This game is intense. Yes. So that's what the and letter's so, for. So you can choose to give him the special delivery, and then he uh, regains his focus. And he's like, well, I have a job to do. I'm going to go do my job. And even though that's not like, it, it there's no nothing about this job that's going to save him from anything, but he still is like relvelieved that he has something to do. Yeah. He, he doesn't, doesn't have care to decide. That he's still going to die. At least he's got, you know, a job. It's great. Mm-hmm. And so he knows that Madame Aroma would be at the milk bar, obviously, because he apparently just knows everybody in town's schedules. I guess you'd get used to it. Yeah. He's very good at his job. Clearly. And uh, you can follow him there and witness another one of those handoff cutscenes mm-hmm. where he delivers the letter. Madame Aroma is pleased to find out that her son's okay, I guess. Yes, kind of weird that she is, like, uh, that she would choose to just stay at the milk bar and get annihilated. I don't... Yeah. She says something. It's very poetic, but yeah, I don't don't know. What does she say? I don't know. I forget. I I knew it yesterday when I read it, but uh, something about just, like, we're just refusing to very much a going down with the ship kind of situation okay i guess as the socialite of the town like i i i'm putting on i am i am projecting onto her character but as the socialite of the town (laughs) she's like not willing to part from it because her Hmm. entire like social being is intrinsically tied to this town but anyway yeah you give uh she the the scene is like he she's happy to find out or like she's happy to get a message from cafe i guess 
And then she says, so what are you still doing in town? And the postman says, well, I can't leave. And she says, no, do it. Leave. Get out of here, you idiot. I think she says, like, it's an order. Hmm. Yeah, she has to make it an order because he's lawful stupid. And now, because he's been freed, he can hand off the postman's hat to you. It's good. I love this. Very good. You save the man. (sighs) You save. You also save him again, but you know. When you, uh, when I was looking up how the ending changes, um, or maybe when we were talking about the ending before, uh, I didn't realize that the scene in the credits, if you get the postman hat, is of him running over, you know, running across Termina Field, and yeah. I, it seems it, I always read it as very boring. Like there's the, he runs and here he is running. Mm-hmm. Um, but since you only get this part of the ending, if you do the quest where he runs away from the town, mm. like that scene is him realizing that the world hasn't ended. So he needs to run back to clock town after yeah, escaping. Huh. He's got his job to do. So that's good. So uh, you can do it that way or, or... Or you can deliver it yourself, the the, yeah. the special delivery. And you just go in there, and she's like, "Hey, awesome, good, thank you." Uh, and she gives you some, she gives you a bottle, right? She gives you a bottle of the 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 good Chateau milk. Romani, the magic milk, which it's now past midnight. So the only thing you're gonna do with this is go to the moon with it. And, you know, that could be useful on the moon. But if you happen to do this in a run where you're not also planning to go to the moon, it's like, thank you for the 200 200 rupee bottle of milk that I can't use, except as a bottle, which is worth more than 200 rupees. (laughs) Never mind. So that's all very good. In doing that, you doom the the postman, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. In as much as you doom anybody, etc., etc. Right. That that also means that to 100% this game, you don't just need to do the Anjun Cafe side quest. You have to do at least most of it twice. Uh-huh. And that can't be an accident, but I struggle to imagine what the the designers are thinking. Like, what do they want you to experience or learn hmm. by doing all of this twice? It seems sadistic maybe at this point in the timeline they just were thinking about what's like what you might do in real life like what would be realistic and there's like a couple of different ways you could deliver the letter like maybe some people wouldn't think of giving it to the postman or does it say you should i don't remember no uh, i don't like maybe that's a bonus if you think to do that but it it calls into question how much the designers expect you to get 100% mm-hmm. and how much they expect you to get all the masks so you can get the Fierce Deity mask. Like, mm. how much is that supposed to be the intended, like, the true way that this game is supposed to go? And how much is the Fierce Deity's mask supposed to be, like, a secret for only if you're really dedicated and yeah. go all the way through it's easy to think of this game as, well, you have to do all these side quests because you have to get the Fierce Deities mask because that's how you're supposed to defeat the final boss. But we could almost consider some of that information, at least 
the in the way it was originally intended that might have been considered optional or even mm-hmm. like as unrealistic as getting 900 Korok seeds. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, there's still one more thing we have to do. Yeah. So Andrew's hanging out. She's there in whatever room that is in the inn that you can now go into. Yeah. Okay. Previously, that was dude, sealed off. Dude, okay. Talking about solving the mystery. Okay. Um, I, I think it's worth... I, I forgot to be pointing this out at every juncture for everything we said. But when you talk about how do you know that you can give the priority mail to the mailman to deliver for him? Like... It would be helpful for me, for my appreciation of this, to know where it says in the game that that's an option. Although giving mail to a mailman maybe is intended to be obvious. At this point, when, like, we're invested in this Anchun Cafe thing, it's not, like, it is kind of a leap of logic to think I have to go see how this resolves. I have to find anju or cafe and like see them beat up right mm-hmm. i don't think it says in the bomber's notebook like that now you have an appointment at 1 a.m uh to <laughs> see them get together right it's... so you have to figure out that you're supposed to see them together and you have to figure out where they're going to be because this is a room that you were not allowed to go in mm. at any other point in the game yeah so um I just I I just want to point this out because it's obvious to us having done this before but for the player who's actually solving this mystery you have the experience of well I guess I better find Anju I guess I better go back to the stockpot inn where she's not in here she's not in here and then you have to find this room that was mm. never opened before and go in there yeah it's I, I think you asked the question, how would you do this entire side quest without looking it up? And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think some of it is slightly alleviated in the 3DS version, but it still feels like some huge jumps to figure out independently. I, 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 I mean, I don't want to say that, that specific step is unfair. There are probably steps in this that are un, not, that are not fair. But in this case, I think that like, the Aggregate. player the player who is who gets to this point and now needs to find Anju on their own is going to find her through process of elimination but it's not the trivial thing of just remembering that that this is where she is at the end of the game yeah i mean maybe the fact that you've never been able to go into a room is sort of a clue like when am i going to get to go in that room maybe but Maybe. yeah, it's definitely something. And also the fact that like you don't have it as a quest and sometimes you never see the end of things. So maybe uh, there is yeah. no maybe there, there is, is no a scene lot like of that. stuff in this game that you don't get to see the end of. Yeah. You so shouldn't this is... necessarily feel op- uh, entitled to get the resolution of this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Sheesh. So it's that much more rewarding when you end up there. Absolutely. So you end up there. You go to the room, and Anju's there, and 
her wedding dress is there and it's such a weird wedding dress that it's difficult to tell that's what it is yeah it almost looks like one of those like statues like the clone like it's on a a form the elegy of oh yeah it's like an empty person you're right i hadn't thought of that um well, we don't have time to get into that. <laughs> um, and it, I think the the dress form is also wearing the moon mask, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. And it's a weird looking moon mask. Um, and then you you there and like Anju, all she says is that, yeah, I'm going to wait for Cafe. And then you wait way too long for Cafe to show mm-hmm. up. It's so yeah. like nerve wracking. Even when you know that you did everything right because you read a guide, you're still like, <laughs> yeah. when is he going to show up? Imagine being someone who didn't write read a guide. I'm you... sorely tempted sometimes to go out into Termina Field and try to catch Cafe running back. NPCs never manifest in the field that way because I looked around hmm. to see if you could see him or Sakon at certain points. And I know they don't. They don't. I still want to. <laughs> I'm yes. nervous. Yeah. But then uh, he does arrive, and he has the mask, and Anshu is not phased that he is a child, does not care. And they have a cool speech about how they fell in love when they were kids, and they promised that they would marry and make the sun and moon masks. And Tattle says something kind of weird about how they look like mother and child, uh, even though you know they're in love. Um, and Link is just like, try and be cool, okay, Tattle? <laughs> and Tattle shuts up. And then they say, okay, you are our witness. We have made this, we, we've exchanged our oaths and have become a couple. You're our witness. Please accept this ma- mask. Yeah. They give you the couple's mask. The couple's mask is very good because it doesn't have a face on it. It's just a weird shape that you really can believe looks like the moon and the sun kissing in a really abstract, cool way. Mm. It doesn't look like the other two masks combined at all. No. Which is great. Love that. I love that their ceremony for marriage in this town revolves around masks like everything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not entirely clear how they did this, but uh, that's okay. How did the mask combine? It's just one of those things. The power of love. Yeah, there you go. So, if you now that you've done this in the ending, you see the wedding during the credits. If you don't, then you just see this weird, like faceless mask thing spinning around for a while during the credits, which has got to be kind of trippy. Yeah. Mm. But now we have the couple's mask, and we can go back in time, and we can take the mask to the mayor's office and go to the meeting where they're talking about whether they should evacuate and they you know they don't know whose wedding the couple's mask is from but they recognize that it's from oh some young couple has gotten married they say Mm. and that makes everyone think about their families for a minute and then the mayor kind of says like he takes advantage of how everyone stopped talking and he says okay here's how we're going to do it anyone who wants to evacuate is free to evacuate basically makes a non-decision because like surely the uh guards 
are arguing that the mayor should order an evacuation, right? Yeah. And so he's not making any kind of compromise. Mm. He's just saying, let's drop the issue. And the the guards aren't, the Vissen chief of the guards is not getting what he wants at all. And the Muto, the stupid carpenter, wins. But all the mayor really wanted was to put an end to the stupid mm. arguing. And he says, thanks for that. Here's a piece of heart. Yeah. And of course, you should get a piece of heart for such a romantic side quest. <laughs> so the wedding, you get to see a glimpse of it. But you don't get to they see cafe at all. <laughs> camera tricks to prevent you from seeing cafe. It's not, I mean, like, I guess the implication is that cafe has returned to adult form because you killed Majora's Mask or something. Yeah, I guess they maybe they didn't have that option to create that person, uh, the new well, assets. No, like, <laughs> they could have. Yeah. But, like, artistically, I can't really imagine a case for them to actually do that. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's a it's a good, like... Yeah, it's a good technique because you get to think about it for yourself and imagine yeah. what you think happened. Yeah. I, it's, I, I don't really think it's an option from a creative standpoint to say, and now here's Adult Cafe. Um, it would like yeah. ruin it from a Aristotelian dramatic perspective or something. I don't know. Mm. Every other part of this quest line is all about, it touches on the fact that, like, Cafe doesn't care. Yeah. Mm. And Anju doesn't care. Right. Yeah. The, these are characters that, it, it, it even ex- further extending into the milk bar, where, like, appearance doesn't matter when it comes to maturity. Mm. And so depriving the player of seeing that is just them reinforcing this theme of it doesn't matter. Maturity and age are not necessarily the same thing. So them doing that in a really cheeky way by having Tingle block the scene is very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to point out the the, the guest list for this wedding. Uh, it's Mayor, Mayor Dotor still in his chair. Yeah. <laughs> Madame Aroma, Muto the Carpenter, Kremia. For some reason. Yeah, Muto, I guess as like, a important businessman in the community has to be here. Or he, I mean, like, he might be related to, <laughs> there's so much going on. He could yeah. be related to any of these people. I guess. Um, I does he say Kremia. somewhere that his wife ran away from him? <laughs> Kremia's here, uh, which that's got to be awkward for her, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jokes. Okay. Uh, Captain Viskin. Uh, the curiosity shop guy. Oh, Anju's mom and Granny. Okay, so Vincent and, and the, <laughs> Muto both have to be here because the couple's mask is related to their conflict. Oh. That's not the diegetic reason they're there, but that's uh, why they have to be there in this cutscene. I guess that makes sense. Also, they just like, like weddings. <laughs> they're just big fans. <laughs> I refer to this as the final boss of the game because I think that like the bomber's notebook side of Majora's Mask is its own game. Like there's a complete game in there. 
and this is the the one that really tests your ability to track people, learn schedules, learn connections between characters, do detective work, follow leads, you know, reach conclusions about people for yourself. Um, I think that it's the 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 center of the game and the best part of the game and the um, the final boss and that it's like a culmination of all those themes. But when I start talking about it as the final boss, it is exciting to me that it's a final boss that you chip away at while playing through the cycle over and over. You're not going to just solve the whole case in one cycle or even a few cycles. If you're actually solving this for yourself, then while you're doing everything else in the game, you're slowly going to piece together what's going on with these characters. And then I think, well, what if you had a final boss that was like a big monster that you chipped away at while you were playing the rest of the game? That's a cool idea. But I shouldn't have brought that up on this show. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, it, it, I I get that. It almost does feel like its own game, like a, a very long side quest that is kind of its own game. And I had another thought. <laughs> I know, Ryan, when you first pitched this, like, you were really quickly like, oh, no, we need to do that last. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, this quest yeah. is a thematic through line for the whole game. Yeah, yeah. What I was going to say is um, it it feels like you, it, it rewards you for getting to know the world. Like, mm. it's like as you do everything else, you start to notice the parts of this quest maybe. And like being able to complete this quest kind of marks the fact that you've really gotten to know the the timeline and the yeah. characters you've mastered clock town yeah that's that that's cool it rewards people for it's kind of like exploration but in like four dimensions yeah four dimensions and also the human dimension ah uh, yes um yeah. we've run out of stuff to say about the legend of zelda majora's mask the Good podcast job, is over. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you liked this podcast and you haven't listened to the other Zelda podcasts we've done, well, there's hours and hours of noise for you to listen to. Um, and will we be back again with different podcasts? Only time can say. How does that expression go? We'll tell. There you go. You did it. <laughs>